What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Rocket Roundup. Today, we're talking GSE Strikes Back, Starship Testing, SpaceX Crew One Media Conference, Northrop Grumman sends a space toilet to the International Space Station, and Rocket Lab to make USA launch debut this month. Let's get into it. This past week has been full of headaches on the Eastern Range, with four scrubs happening within 24 hours of each other. Monday this past week started off with Starlink Launch 12 scrubbing because of weather on the Space Coast. SpaceX tried to get off the ground, taking the countdown all the way to the one-minute mark, but weather was still no-go at the time of launch, so SpaceX had no choice but to scrub for the day. Then ULA later on Monday was unable to roll away the mobile service tower from the launch pad for their NROL-44 mission. This was because of a lightning warning in the area. Then on Tuesday, ULA attempted to roll away the mobile service tower, but there was a hydraulic leak issue when trying to roll it away. So after two scrubs in in a row, ULA moved the launch to Wednesday. On Wednesday, they successfully rolled away the mobile service tower with acceptable weather conditions and proceeded with the countdown. ULA got to T-7 seconds in the countdown when an automated abort was called because a sensor reported a fault. ULA decided to not continue launch operations for the day and still hasn't announced a new target date for the NRLL-44 mission, which has been vertical on the pad since August 29th. Next in the ring was SpaceX with a second attempt at the Starlink Launch 12. SpaceX didn't encounter any problems with weather that day. Everything proceeded like normal. Then at T-18 seconds, Falcon 9's computer automatically aborted because of an out-of-family ground center uh, sensor reading. No more information has been given about that scrub, but SpaceX is now targeting October 5th at 7.51 a.m. Eastern Time for a third try at Starlink L-12. On the same day, Northrop Grumman, with their Antares rocket, was attempting a commercial cargo resupply mission to the International Space Station, named NG-14, which scrubbed at 2 minutes 13 seconds because of a um, GSC issue. Of of course, it was a GSC issue, but luckily, Northrop Grumman fixed the GSC issue and successfully launched a day later on Friday. The Cygnus resupply vehicle that uh, Northrop Grumman uses will be grabbed by Canada Arm 2 on the ISS by astronauts on Monday. Then it will be berthed to the Unity module, and then the cargo will be taken off the resupply vehicle. Then in mid-December, it will be used as a trash can, and it will be undocked from the ISS, and it will get destroyed by Earth's atmosphere above the Pacific Ocean. Going back to the week of scrubs, SpaceX attempted a launch of GPS SV-05 for the U.S. Space Force, which will help... GPS for military and civilian use. SpaceX had perfect weather and the countdown proceeded as normal. Then at T minus two seconds, SpaceX aborted with an unexpected rise of pressure in the turbo pumps that start Falcon 9's engines. SpaceX has yet to give an updated launch date, but it, it expect it sometime this week. Hopefully SpaceX and ULA can figure out these problems causing scrubs. Elon commented on this saying, we, need, we will need to make a lot of improvements to have a chance of completing 48 launches next year. Elon also said, we're doing a broad review of launch site propulsion, structures, avionics, range, and regulatory constraints this weekend. I will also be at the Cape next week to review hardware in person. It definitely sounds like Elon is not happy and is wanting to do everything he can to have a consistent launch cadence, and is especially um, with the goals of Starship with almost daily launches. They can't be having scrubs due to hardware happening like they have this week. Well, that's it for all the scrubs and GSE issues this week. Let's move on to uh, some upcoming Starship testing this next week. 
Starship prototype SN8 is on the test stand and ready for testing. SN8 is the first prototype since Mark 1 to have aft flaps. These flaps will be used during the 15km hop to stabilize Starship at high altitudes. The end goal when Starship is coming back from orbit is to do a belly flop maneuver, where Starship will face flat on the side where heat shield tiles are, are placed to take the pressure of coming from orbit off the side with no thermal protection system. Then when at the correct altitude, Starship's three Raptor engines will turn on and stabilize to land. These flaps will have a big part in making sure Starship will have a good chance of landing, and SpaceX will be testing them at 15 kilometers. The first milestone in SN8's testing campaign is the cryoproof test which tests the structural integrity of the vehicle. SpaceX will pump liquid nitrogen into SNA at the right pressure to do so. The first road closures for this start the 4th of October um, at 9 p.m. Central to 6 a.m. Central. If SpaceX can complete these tonight, they'll start to install three Raptor engines this week, which will be the first time a Starship prototype will have more than one engine installed. This could take a while because SpaceX wants to feel competent with this uh, procedure, as it's the first time doing so. After the Raptors are installed, they will fuel up the vehicle as a practice run and not actually light the engines. If that goes well, they'll do two static fires uh, where the fuel where they fuel the vehicle and fire all three engines, then go for the 15-kilometer flight. My guess is that we could see the 15-kilometer flight in three to five weeks, as this is a very ambitious test and SpaceX wants to be cautious at every milestone. Either way, I can't wait for all this testing to happen. Next, let's talk about the Crew-1 media conference and all the information that was re released about the commercial crew program and SpaceX's first operational mission in the program. Crew-1 is SpaceX's first operational mission of the Commercial Crew Program, and they will be sending NASA astronauts Michael Hopkins, Victor Glover, Shannon Walker, and JAXA's Soichi Noguchi to the International Space Station. This mission is targeting no earlier than October 31st at 2.40 a.m. EST. During the press conference, the crew announced that they will be naming the capsule that will be bringing them to the ISS Resilience. This is a tradition for every first crew of a space vehicle, as astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley named their capsule Endeavour after the space shuttle they both lived and worked in. The director for the Commercial Crew Program also noted that Boeing, the other partner in the Commercial Crew Program, is targeting December for the second attempt of their uncrewed demo mission that NASA requires to continue to launch astronauts to the International Space Station. In their first attempt, they didn't even get to dock with the ISS because of a differential in time zones between the launch vehicle, the Atlas V, and Boeing's Starliner vehicle, which caused Starliner to perform orbital, orbital raising burns at the wrong time. So Boeing will reattempt that mission in December, then will perform a crewed demo mission in summer of 2021. And if both of these missions work out correctly, they'll most likely have their first operational mission in December 2021. Until Boeing proves that Starliner is ready for operational crew missions, SpaceX's Dragon 2 will be taking crew to the International Space Station. SpaceX announced that they will most likely have three crewed missions and, and four cargo missions to the ISS in 2021. Crew 2 will most likely launch in March 2021, then in summer 2021, Crew 3 will launch, and then in late 2021, SpaceX will be launching a commercial mission for Axiom Space with four space tourists to the ISS. Among them may be Tom Cruise and a director to film the first blockbuster film on the ISS. A private astronaut will be needed uh, to be among them. This is needed to supervise the crew. Also in spring of this year, after Crew 2 launches, there will be 11 astronauts aboard the ISS for an unknown amount of time. But this will be a very large number as there is only three aboard the ISS right now. 
All of these will come from Soyuz MS-17, which is set to launch on October 14th and be aboard for six months until Soyuz MS-18 docks for the ISS. Three crew members will come from the Soyuz mission, two Russian and one American, then four from Crew 1 and Crew 2, six being American from both missions, one European and one Japanese crew member. In total, from all the missions, there will be seven Americans, two Russians, one European, and one Japanese crew member. This is very good for the science that is being done in the ISS and how much having 11 crew members will fast track the work that needs to get done instead of just having three crew members. That's all for the Crew 1 uh, media conference. Next, Northrop Grumman launches Space Toilet to the ISS on Friday. As I mentioned earlier, Northrop Grumman, with their Antares rocket and Cygnus resupply vehicle, launched the NG-14 mission Friday night to the International Space Station. Some items on the uh, Cygnus are a new space toilet, experiment for growing radishes on the ISS, cameras to film the spacewalk in VR, and experiment to help cure leukemia. The toilet that is being set up uh, is a newer model that weighs 40% less and is 65% smaller, which allows for more space on the ISS for to do other things than toilets. This is the same model that will be used on the crewed Artemis II mission around the moon, using the Orion capsule. And also, the radish experiment will help scientists understand how to grow vegetables in space, which is required when going on deep space missions like to Mars. And you're unable to send up resupply ships like you can to the ISS. There already is some capability to grow plants in space. Some plants that have already been grown in the ISS include cabbage, lettuce, rice, onions, peas, potatoes, dill, and more. This mission is helping provide lots of crew supplies in advance for the increased number of crew on the, on the space station in 2021, as I mentioned earlier. Early tomorrow morning, ISS Commander Chris Cassidy will use Canada Arm 2 to grab onto Cygnus NG-14 and berth it to the Unity model module on the ISS where the crew will unload supplies onto the station. Lastly, let's talk about Rocket Lab's upcoming first launch from American soil. Rocket Lab is finalizing its preparations before its first launch from American soil. In 2018, Rocket Lab broke ground on their latest launch site, LC2, which is in Wallops Island, Virginia. And now in 2020, after completing construction, they are ready to launch their first mission from LC2 which is for the U.S. Department of Defense's Space Test Program. And everything goes to plan, Rocket Lab will lift off from LC-2 for the first time no earlier than October. And we'll have another mission from LC-1A, uh, also no earlier than October for Canon, with an Earth Global Imaging payload on board. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. It's been a while, but I'm glad to be back. Also, stay on the lookout for more podcasts from me every Sunday. Peace.